Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly newscast that keeps up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. Subscribe now before you forget and see the new worlds that are coming before anyone else. It's April 4th. Let's see what happened this week. Oh, I hear you. Sure, this Metaverse stuff is interesting, Mike, but won't it turn us all into raving psychopaths? Okay, sure, maybe. In fact, there's some new research that was published in the Journal of Computers and Human Behavior that gives us some insight into how virtual reality can change our sense of reality. Add these words to your glossary, depersonalization and derealization, because that's what the study says happened to the people they studied who played Skyrim using a VR headset as opposed to playing it on a PC. What happens, they think, is feelings of alienation towards oneself and a detachment from reality are induced, which, when you think about it, are hallmarks of a successful virtual reality experience. In VR, the perceived realness of the game's world affected players' experience of the real world. They had no problem finding test subjects. They just ran an ad looking for gamers who felt alienated, and wham, here they came. It's interesting to hear what some of the pioneers of virtual living have to say about how the metaverses are shaping up. Philip Rosedale founded Second Life, the pioneering OG of the metaverse concept. You'd think he'd be all over everything we talk about here, but turns out he's pretty skeptical the new blockchain experts have any of the answers he's been looking for for decades. Though it gets worse than that. He says blockchain economies and at least Meta's metaverse can only lead to the downfall of humanity, which I already thought the Masked Singer was what would bring humanity to an end. Rosedale does think there's a way to do metaverses without bringing on the apocalypse, though he's not sure how many adults really want to interact in life through 3D avatars. And he thinks it involves the buying and selling of virtual goods in metaverses, just not powered by blockchain economies. He thinks those are extremely dangerous and potentially fatal to humankind. Again, with the apocalypse thing, so behind on building my bunker. Well, if the metaverse represents the end of the world, it looks like it's going to make a lot of people very wealthy. Dead, but wealthy. City, C-I-T-I, the financial number cruncher chart maker guys, says there is tremendous potential there. How tremendous? Well, if you could get into the same country clubs they belong to and overhear their conversations, they'd tell you it represents a potential $8 to $13 trillion opportunity by 2030. And there could be as many as 5 billion users. Keyword there is potential, invest at your own risk. They think this combining of the physical and digital worlds is the future of the Internet which has already been quite the global game-changer, hasn't it? There's almost too many lies on it to read. To reach that dollar figure, though, City thinks metaverses have to move beyond VR headsets and be device-agnostic in a very large ecosystem. We're not ready for that ecosystem, by the way. They say huge infrastructure investments have to be made in things like low latency first. The biggest threat to all this coming true is, nobody will be shocked to hear this, 
scrutiny and fear from global regulators and policymakers. I love me a big, hot, piping bowl of irony. In trying to create an economy that breaks away from the U.S. dollar, guess what some crypto concerns need to be backed up by? That's right, the U.S. dollar. There's a couple of legislators who introduced a bill in the Senate called the Stablecoin Transparency Act. Stablecoins are marketed as digital currency that's backed dollar for dollar with, you know, dollars or some cash equivalent to a dollar like, I don't know, a silver dollar? Anyway, this law would require these stablecoins like Tether and Circle be fully backed by secure money like that and prove it with published audited reports. Basically, they don't like the ambiguity around how stablecoins are currently backed, and they were particularly spooked by the New York Attorney General's office taking Tether to task for spreading the perception every coin was backed by a U.S. dollar sitting in a bank somewhere. The AG said that claim was a lie. So if for whatever reason there was a run on the digital bank and customers wanted their money, the money might not be there. If you think that doesn't make customers mad, just go rewatch It's a Wonderful Life. Anyway, the politicians are saying you consumers need to be protected, lost little sheep that you are. Speaking of legislation, two committees of the European Union Parliament voted to go forward drafting legislation that would take all the privacy out of crypto transactions. That means you couldn't do transactions governments can't connect to you or your organization. Quick crypto history lesson, that was supposed to be one of the main appealing things about crypto, was it would be nobody's business who you pay or what you buy and transactions would be private and decentralized. But words like private and decentralized give bureaucrats night sweats and acid reflux. Of course, they're doing this not to crush your freedom, but to curtail crime. This is for your own good because as supporters of the legislation say, Criminals thrive where rules allow for confidentiality, secrecy, and anonymity. Obviously, the crypto industry isn't thrilled with this because it imposes new obligations on exchanges to get, verify, and snitch on even non-customers using self-hosted wallets. For instance, Coinbase would have to verify who was sending one of their customers money before they could let them. In a decentralization play, words like let them are like nails on a chalkboard. They're going to negotiate the final language with member governments and a vote could happen as soon as this month. Are you stressed because you think you've already missed out on the very best NFTs? After all, they started back in 2014. And Collins English Dictionary named NFT its word of the year last year. All the good board monkeys are probably already gone, right? Nah. A new poll from Money and Morning Consult says only one in four U.S. adults can actually even tell you what an NFT is. 35% claim to know what it is in a general sense, but they were just posers because only 26% could pick out the right definition in a multiple choice test. The other 74% are just saying, huh, a lot and trying to figure out how a PAC project generated almost $92 million. What did people get wrong? 12% thought NFTs are digital assets you buy and sell with real money rather than crypto. 12% thought NFTs were a kind of cryptocurrency. 7% thought NFTs are physical assets that are traded on the blockchain because, 
there'd have to be something physical involved, right? 43% had absolutely no idea what NFTs are or an opinion about them. So you're still in this really, really early. The report did say NFT's utility is less straightforward. Many consumers struggle with what to do with them. Okay, that's fair. That's what we've got for you this week. Subscribe to the show. Come on, just do it. It's free and it's not hard. Or tell someone about it so I don't have to buy ads. And we'll be here next week. (laughs) 